0: Welcome back to the Master of None podcast where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast as well as informing as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax and listen and enjoy the show. Welcome back to part four of the David Grush whistleblower story. Within this episode, I will be concluding my analysis of what I think is going on, some potential red flags, and going over some of the information I talked about in episode one, two, and three. We'll be breaking it down on levels for people to understand and determine what they think, looking at different points of data, hearing from different specialists, and getting into it. So sit back, relax, and listen, and let's go. So I think whenever we look at this story, it's been really remarkable to do the research, hear from um, specialists, and just kind of get an understanding of what is potentially going on here. And I think if we sum it up, if you haven't been following the majority of these parts, David Grish is considered to be a whistleblower for the DOD, working for the intelligence community, working for NRO, which is the National Reconnaissance Office, as well as NGA, which is the National Geospatial Agency. He, in fact, is considered to be a whistleblower and um, he's addressed Congress and his information has gone through the proper channels for the DOD to release what he can say to the public that's potentially not top secret. Now, whenever we look at different situations and different stories, um, this is one I think that is a puzzle piece to the broader story of UFOs. And I'm going to go ahead and play a couple montages for you, just kind of going over some people talking about it came from Grisha just to kind of get us ready for this. Follow the people who have access to the evidence. Now, this is right out of a Hollywood script. In the past, we've had farmers and suburbanites say they saw something out there. The burden of proof was on them to prove that they were extraterrestrial visitations. Now, the burden of proof has shifted. Now, the Pentagon has to prove that these aren't extraterrestrial. Today, for example, a former Air Force officer who worked for years in military intelligence came forward as a whistleblower to reveal that the U.S. government has physical evidence of crashed, non-human-made aircraft, as well as the bodies of the pilots who flew those aircraft. The Pentagon has spent decades studying these otherworldly remains in order to build more technologically advanced weapons systems task forces refuse access to um, a broad crash retrieval program when you say crash retrieval what do you mean Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles you know call it spacecraft if you will non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed we have spacecraft from another species we do yeah how many quite a number you are one of the most trusted former intelligence officials in the US defense and intelligence establishment. Yes, I was. When I hear that recap, it's just really crazy to me to think about the true messaging of what's coming out and what's being said. Now he has not obviously coming out with this information a lot of people believe there's not a lot of validity in what he's saying. Now when we look at kind of some of the points about him. I have talked about his credibility, but The credibility in itself also relates to different stories now if we look at first of all david grishard technically has no evidence we haven't we haven't seen anything we haven't read anything we haven't seen spaceships we haven't seen any documents that indicate this is true or we're trusting him on his merit based on the simple fact that he was an intelligence officer now this is a potential red flag because we don't really know you know and i've talked about this before um, as the, the the reason why, but I think there's something deeper here. Next, the next thing we're kind of getting into is the authors. The authors I've talked about them being UFO, um, well known within the UFO community, but they have gone on record. They put out a lot of information on UFOs, and this story is probably the number one trending one. So they're known too to be potentially putting out information to mislead the public. The author Lester has come clean in, um, in a documentary, and she's indicated she's done that at times. Next, what we have, too, is the simple fact that David Krishner isn't doing any other interviews. Some people have been calling and checking with him, and he hasn't really been communicating with them. And next, we have the, the, the legitimacy of the debrief. The debrief is a website that produces a lot of content and information, and that's can potentially been a subject of talking points of being like, well, it's not a legitimate source, but... I think that's probably what the strongest arguments are as it relates to it. But I think probably, and and another argument is the fact that the DOD had to look through all the information and not present anything that was not top secret. Now, if we are absorbing this, in my opinion, now this is where if you look at that and then you provide some analysis, I honestly think that, like I've said it before, this whistleblower, is a part of a larger piece in the puzzle. He's coming clean with information to slowly provide some type of context to the public. In my ultimate opinion, what do I believe? I believe this is a part of a larger strategy, a longer game, because you cannot just release information and material to the public and not expect a crazy reaction if UFOs and aliens are true. You have to slowly build onto a premise where people can start to understand and identify. And I always go back to the simple point of the radio show, War of the World by H.G. Wells. Now, this was a big show that happened in the early 19, I think it was around 1930, around this time where people were so scared and delusional and they actually thought an invasion was happening because they didn't preface this with any type of warning. This is a show and they didn't have commercial breaks where they talked about it. So a lot of people got scared, and it really created a tone. Now, in my opinion, we have to take that into consideration. We also have to think about, you know, what happened with the public during COVID as it relates to something as simple as toilet paper. You start to put these types of messaging and information out there, it can go the wrong way. So my opinion in summary, I think that this is true, and there's information being released, And it's a slow drip campaign. And I think that that is probably either was going to be the the outcome of it. And we don't know who the next whistleblowers are going to be. Now, the next point I really want to get into is understanding that David Grish gets nothing from this. You know, this is at the end of his career. You know, he's not, you know, nobody wants to be painted as the guy who released the alien information. You know, and if he's not doing additional interviews and this is the only interview he did, We have to really consider what that means. You know, it's not like he's going out there and, you know, if the real platform to determine he's going to be on is Joe Rogan, that's where we're going to see him. We're going to see him there talking about aliens information and providing more context right now. It's probably all new for him. Like if you are an intelligence officer, what people have to understand, it's your role to keep a low profile and not talk about this information. He's going against all of his training that he's had for his whole career. You know, intelligence people don't talk about what they do at work they don't talk about with their families they compartmentalize the information so this is probably something really new for him as well and we have to understand that these are how these people live and operate you know it's it's a part of a community and it's a part of a whole concept next the intention too of this i think people don't really understand and i've talked about it before is releasing information about what Arrow, and UTAP are doing wrong as federally government contractors not following the FAR. People, I don't think, are really understanding that. A big reason why he came clean was to say, hey, they are are misappropriating funds, they're keeping information from Congress, and they're not doing their initial job, which, in his opinion, is wrong. This is a big part of this story. Obviously, he's saying aliens are real, but I think people have a tendency not to be like, oh, okay, so there's multiple levels to it. Now, we do know that there is a concerted effort to probably disillude and have disinformation campaigns as it relates to UFOs and aliens. It's something that's been going on. We look at the articles that happened going back in Roswell of 1947 when they were indicating that weather balloons was the course of UFOs. Now, if you look at a, a, a plethora of research information technology whatever the the people can identify that there was a transition point in technology after 1947 so it's something to keep in mind the next aspect if you have followed anything about ufos in bob lazar a lot of information he's saying coincides with what happened to bob lazar and i think that's the ultimate talking points here it's like people like we want evidence well he's also saying that the government has covered up and done disinformation for ufos which is another big part of this story like when we, when we dissect this story, we have to understand that aliens, obviously understanding we have aliens in spaceships, spaceships, are a part of it. But a bigger part is what the government is doing and what they've done. And if we look at Bob Lazar and we look at his story, there's so many data points that indicate he, in fact, worked for an organization that did reverse engineering on technology and the government has ta- constantly targeted him. He's come out and said elements that are the 151 element he said with, that they were using a, with reverse gravity, is a part of it. And if you're not familiar with it, I would go listen, go watch documentaries, and get more more um, knowledge on it because it kind of there's a consistent narrative going on here, and that's that the government has had UFO spaceships for multiple years. And there's been cover-ups going on, and he's confirming that. I think what's interesting too is the story's taking off, and it's probably going to be one of these stories that next week, um, or in a couple weeks, we're going to hear more from larger corporate media outlets but I did some little bit of googling just to determine you know sometimes I check google trends at how many people are looking at this story on on Monday and it really wasn't a lot I think only 20,000 people really googled it so this story is going to have more legs and more people are going to be talking about it and like like me people are going to be doing more podcasts on it to provide more insight but it's a multi-layered story it's not just hey there's aliens it's like the government's not doing what they're supposed to be doing And there is a conservative conservative effort to cover up this. And there's also situations happening where the where the government has UFOs and spaceships. And this is something that I think people are not really comprehending or maybe they are. The DOD had to approve that to be released and it was released. So if people are like, where's the proof? It's like the proof is the government approved this to be released to the public, you know, This isn't like he's just releasing information. He went through all the proper channels, and because he went through the proper channels, it adds more validity to his story. If you're not familiar with how the DOD works, that office is where everybody has to go through before they submit books, information, TV shows. If anybody talks about their time in service as it relates to having a clearance, they have to go through that office, and that office approves information. If we look at anything, even if we look at Zero Dog 30, the movie, they had to go through there. So, the office is a legitimate source that people use in order to determine these stories. Now, I do think um, you know people overlook that, and 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 rightly so. I mean, I, I think that sometimes the DoD and the Pentagon, if you're not familiar with it, it can seem a little bit overwhelming. But the proof is the fact that it's been released. I mean, we have to really understand that when we look at this story. Now. Where does the story go from here? I think that's probably the biggest, biggest understanding is what's going to happen now if we have UFOs crashing into earth, if we have extraterrestrials and who is the next whistleblower. I think this is a story that's going to be told by multiple people before we can truly process, hey, UFOs are among us, they're crash landing, the government knows about them and maybe potentially they have technology. Now, another theory that people are indicating is maybe this is a tactic to release information to potentially scare the Russian government. Now, we know that disinformation and psyops is a really big part of warfare. Controlling the narrative is a really big part of warfare. And getting into your enemy mind is really, really important. So some people on certain channels on the internet believe maybe this is being released to tell the Russian government hey we do have access to alien extraterrestrial technology if you want to go to war and that's something to really think about and we have to also understand when we do think about these ships and technology is the majority of technology like stealth bombers like Dark Star which are these these highly attuned airplanes that don't have any curves in order to not have any radars bounce off them have been built and designed in Area 51 sites and locations, and they're being tested. That is a test facility and a test site for aircraft. And if they look a little bit like spaceships, potentially maybe, you know, it's something to go, something to be set. So we have to understand that these are all components that are leading to a bigger story. It's not just one person. This, This whistleblower is a very important part in this journey, but he is one puzzle piece and he's a large puzzle piece, and he's helping us connect the dots to better understand what is going on as it relates to extraterrestrial activity in the U.S. government. Now, he's also saying stuff like in the article talking about, you know, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, talking about UTap talking about all the places where we know as UFO researchers that potentially there has been um, UFO bodies placed, studied, and things like that. So this isn't out of the norm. Like, there's nothing in this article that's out of the norm, but I think it's a really cohesive piece of information that is allowing people to truly start to get their mind ready to understand what the government could be doing, what they are doing, and how it relates to understanding a world we live in with extraterrestrial activity. So when we tear back the layers of it, it just, to me, adds a lot more validity. So in my own opinion, there's a lot of people who are coming out and saying that this whistleblower has a lot of credibility. He has so much credibility that potentially what he's saying is very true, although he doesn't have evidence. I don't think that the public is generally ready for the evidence, but what it's telling us in the fact that people aren't going super crazy about this story is they're ready for a whistleblower to say, hey, the government has aliens, spaceships, and here's what I've seen. Here's the secondary here's the secondary information, and here's what's going on now. I really can 't wait to see what is the next chapter of this that 's really the next step. you know when are we going to get a conversation obviously probably with Joe Rogan, who is the highest podcaster as it relates to UFOs, potentially talking with this individual, bringing in a plethora of people and going over information you know there's a lot of, there's a lot more to this story, and it 's going to slowly be released and also too, does the government does the air force have? Special secret technology spaceships that they have been using. Now, what I've been heard or told, or I think seen on some type of alien channel, is if the government has spaceships, it's going to look much different than a normal UFO. It's actually UFO is circular, but maybe a a government spaceship might be, look like a diamond. You know, that's what people have heard. And also, too, you know, I have seen a UFO. Um, I've done a podcast on it you can go back and check and I've also grown up in rural Arkansas where uh, growing up my cows are mutilated my father was on the radio and he had a situation where UFOs actually rose out of the field so I grew up with kind of a proclivity if you will to understand that UFOs are real or there's certain things that happen in the night sky we can't explain So I think it's something to keep in mind. So I do have my own kind of understanding of it and my own beliefs as we go down this story. Do I believe him? I do believe him. I do believe this story. Do I believe his intention is to release and tell people about UFOs? No. I think he is a part of a larger play. And I think he's a part of a larger puzzle piece. And I do think his main intention is to take a look at these government agencies and provide a little bit more information of what they're doing and what they're doing wrong. Do I think it opens the the next layer or the door for more whistleblowers? Yes. I think we're getting a foundation built that we can probably understand and start to determine what's going on. I think, like I said before, in the next three to five years, we're going to see a big difference. You know, we potentially are in the post, we're probably, I'm, I'm sorry, in the pre-disclosure era, getting close to the post-disclosure era, you know, something to really think about and consider as we we, 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 um, we go down this path, but you know, just keep, keep your mind open and understand that if this has been going on for the last 10 or 20 years, we've still been able to live as normal people, but things are going on. So that's probably my biggest message is, is, is just keep an open mind to what it could potentially be. Look at sources of information and determine and formulate your own beliefs. At the end of the day, what I'm trying to do with this podcast is just inform people through my perspective, and talk about different topics that I think are really interesting to y'all. And I want to thank you so much for listening and I will get back to you tomorrow. And this will be the last <laughs> episode I do on this. I, I've been putting out polls and people keep saying, yes, they want more and more. But I think the story is, is ran. I think, you know, I'm, I'm I, I've, I've presented information. I've done my best to provide different insight. Um, so I'm just probably going to transition on to a new topic tomorrow. But once again, thank you so much for listening and we'll get back tomorrow are saying to the human race, for the first time, an official intelligence representative at a high level from the U.S. government is saying publicly, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone.